Welcome to DT Madness, Chronicles from the Third Life, Episode 4, April 22nd, 2022, Earth Day. So glad you could make it. Well, this week's episode is about the symbols and practices of DT Madness kind of an autobiographical sketch, if you will, although honestly, it's probably just four straight weeks of figuring out a new way to say the say the same thing. But I'll start with the title itself, DT Madness uh, decided to start this podcast while we were watching the, uh, the March Madness, the tournament there, which was really great this year. And, um, and so on the surface, that's where that comes from. We love brackets. I probably mentioned that before. I'll probably mention it again. Now my daughter and I, uh, we love filling out brackets. I've used them in the classroom. Uh, they're really interactive and they make you think. Um, but we like to do, do those kinds of things as a family. And we just got back from, uh, from black mountain in North Carolina and uh, celebrating my youngest boy's 13th birthday, which was last month, but this is, uh, spring break for us and we had bracket night up there we had a a lot of best of 16 you know the the best protagonist i think uh i think patch adams played by robin williams actually won and and perhaps an upset over aragorn in that one um and we had the best villain i'll let you decide who you think that was best pixar movie uh avid brothers songs whatever we had a, a good handful of them um, and it was really fun. So, so DT Madness takes its name on the surface from a lot of that. DT is one of my many mi- nicknames. It's uh, kind of stuck around over the years. So uh, that's what a lot of my friends call me is DT. Perhaps I'll get into some of the other names and nicknames that I've come across uh, that I've been called over the years later on. And there is indeed a madness. Uh, You know, what can I say? I got a lot going on up in this skull of mine. Um, Jumbled up sometimes. uh, Yeah, DT madness. So uh, I try to try to share some of that with you um, for better or for worse. Um, the, the, The tagline or the subtitle DT madness Chronicles from the Third Life, just a little bit about what I mean by the Third Life. I am 44 years old now, and uh, for about the first two decades, about 20 years, give or take, um, was before I, I met my my wife, Sarah, and uh, and then we got married in 2001, and then, so this, we've been married almost, what, 20 one years coming up this June and then so that's kind of the second life is the way I I can I consider that and uh, now here we are in in the third life and I just think about it kind of in these decades you know these uh, 20s I guess two decades at a time but the third life has been pretty eventful so far you know no big deal just a a global pandemic. Uh, uh, my dad was diagnosed with cancer. Um, he was let go 
uh, from a job that he had worked for 43 years. Uh, that was something else. I have experienced some, some somewhat significant uh, health problems um, that I hope are past me now. I, I stopped drinking. I haven't had a, a drop of, of anything other than water or coffee or some ginger ale once in a while um, since uh, New Year's 2020, so almost 15 months. I haven't had red meat, any of that kind of stuff too. So I'm trying to, trying to get healthy, trying to um, deal with this aging body and here in the third life. But uh, what a magical time. You know, I think about it in terms of in the, even in the next couple of years, if everything goes as, as imagined, which we know doesn't always do that. But, uh, um, you know, my kids will be graduated from high school and perhaps off to college or, or whatever career path they choose um, within the next five years. So this third life holds a lot of things. If, if, if it's another 20 that I that I get to live out, who knows what types of love and loss and life and, um, you know, joy and sorrow and all that kind of stuff that we'll uh, experience. But right now, just what a magical time it is uh, for me and my family. And um, anyway, the, uh, before I get into the symbols and practices, I do want to mention one thing that doesn't show up here at the end of each podcast. I've been uh, kind of jokingly saying brought to you by nobody's a sponsor. Those are my own sponsors, I guess. And, uh, one of the things I, I say is that it's brought to you by the church of six. Um, and so just a little bit about that, um, actually had an Instagram still do called church of six for a while where I would, uh, rant and rave kind of like this on that platform. Um, you know, at the, at the beginning of, my second life, I was a part-time youth pastor at a Baptist church here locally. That was good and not good in some ways, and uh, but learned a lot. And um, later on, after moving away for a couple of years and then coming back and getting settled in, we served as college pastors of sorts at the church that we were um, a part of. We held, uh, you know, we'd have college kids come over on Wednesday nights, and they would. Uh, you know, our kids grew up with them and uh, we would feed them lasagna or feed them whatever. And we would sit around the fire and just talk about life and just give them a place to um, be themselves, to get away from campus. But we went to the same college that they were coming from. And so we understood uh, kind of how to communicate with them. And so that was really cool. And we're still, you know, some of y'all are the people who I'm talking about right now that are that are listening. We're still uh, friends with with some of those uh, people that came through our house. Uh, actually, I was installed as an elder in that same church, um, as was Sarah, my wife. Um, and yeah, so that that was uh, that's just a little bit of background, kind of from the second life. And look, I, I want to be as unfiltered as possible um, on this podcast, and I want to say what's real, but you know, I I know that I got to build up a trust with you, the listener, before I wade in too deep. Um, It's so easy to take things out of context. And, you know, this is not just a soundbite. It's, it's 20, 30 minutes at a time, but still um, I want to build a, a foundation perhaps, so to speak to, so that if, if there's something that I say that strikes you the wrong way, then perhaps uh, you'll give me the benefit of the doubt and we can communicate somehow or 
another. But I will say this, you know what, the traditional church at this time just isn't for me. And uh, after this, uh, after we left our last uh, church, my guy David would come over and sit on our front porch and we would discuss life and live life together. And so there's five people in my family and he was the sixth. And that's kind of where the Church of Six came from. Um, it has evolved since then, where we kind of envision it as our house church, so to speak, where it's the five of us and then the sixth person is anybody else. It's you. Um, it's our family and anybody who wants to be a part of our family um, in that way. So anyway, Church of Six. But that that leads into the actual three parts of today's podcast. Pretty long introduction today, but I'll I'll get right into it. One of the things that happened at the beginning of my so-called third life, uh, right at the end when I was 43, I jumped ahead. I wanted to do it for my birthday, but I, I did it a couple of months early. Um, I got a tattoo, or is it a tattoo? I'm not sure. And I got one on my left arm. Never thought I would do that. I joked about doing it for a long time, but then it just felt right. And so I want to talk about what is on my tattoo. You guys can see these images if you want to follow um, DT underscore madness on Instagram. That's DT underscore madness. You can see the images of these things that I'm talking about. I'll try to paint a decent picture. But there's kind of three components to the tattoo. And um, the first part comes from lyrics from, it's a Bloodkin song, but Widespread Panic does it um, on one of their albums. And it's called, it's a song called Can't Get High. But the lyric is, I set sail for the new world and I burn down the mast. And so part of the image or the central part of the image of the tattoo is a, is a boat with its mast on fire. And, you know, set sail for the new world. I, I believe in the new world. I believe in renewal. Um, I don't really hold too fast to specifics about what that's going to be or how it is that, you know, it comes about or any of those kinds of things. But a thing I do believe is that in the new world there, we won't, there won't be any more hiding, you know, hiding from ourselves, hiding from each other. We'll see each other playing and, We'll see each other as we are, and that's a beautiful that's a beautiful thing. Um, I think we will realize how common our humanity is, and that's a new world I would want to be a part of. I think that the new world is a thing or a is something that will be, but but is already too that it's already happening in some ways. And I think like those glimpses that I get when I'm at the river and I'm just. You know, I'm in that moment, overwhelmed by the by the glimmers of the the, uh, the glimmers on the water, or the way the trees are so bright green right now, or how a turtle will, you know, pop its head up, or or whatever, you know, or a look that I get from my kid. Um, that those moments of beauty, I think that's, I think that's the new world, you know, peeking its head in, um, already kind of bursting forward into our current existence. I, I think it's joy. I think it's sorrow. I think that um, it's beauty and brokenness because we know of redemption. We've experienced it, I hope, in some ways, but but those stories of redemption pr- 
perhaps they're not universally loved. Um, uh, every year at Christmas, I, I I have to preach about the the Grinch and and look, his heart grew three sizes that day. He doesn't. He's not the negative person his whole life. He he learns. He's redeemed anyway. Um, but that new world set in sail for the new world is a is an image that I love. And burning down the mast, and and I think there's agency there. You know, I'm the one that's setting the fire, regardless of what you think about the other f- parts of the fruit of the spirit. And you can look those up. One of them is self control. One of them is self control. That's something that that I have to do. And so I do think there's a part that I play, a part that we play. Um, I used to think about, or I used to wonder about this metaphor, burning down the mast as you set sail. And maybe you're just drifting like aimlessly, uh, but I don't. Yeah, I don't see it that way. I I trust the flow. I believe in the flow, the current. You know that is from the one, and that is from you. I think that your words and your actions create the current that that carries me, that sustains me. Um, you know, I have a I have a patch on my jacket. I tried to iron it onto my Columbia jacket, and uh, yeah, that didn't work out too well. Sometimes I don't think things through. But I have a patch on there that says everything's right. So just hold tight. Lyrics from a fish song. My my guy, Matthew's at Madison Square Garden right now, and he just sent me a video of of this song. And uh, but that's it, you know. Like I trust the flow. I surrender to the flow. So I set sail for the new world, and I burn down the mast. The second component of the tattoo is is a sequoia cone. Um, I've talked about this before. I may talk about it every week, but my favorite poem is Wendell Berry's Mad Farmer Liberation Front. And he talks about all kinds of stuff in there. You should go and read it at least once a week, once a month, if not every day. It's just phenomenal. But um, he does. He talks about planting sequoias, investing in the millennium, um, You know that your crop is the, uh, it, that, that your harvest is the trees that you did not plant. I might be misquoting that part, but but he says plant sequoias. And the idea for me is, you know, those are the oldest trees. If you plant a sequoia seed, you will not live to see it grow. I mean, it's hundreds and hundreds of years before it even gets to the point where it begins to release its own cones. Um, and so your, your, your work, your effort can seem fruitless. But I don't believe that it is. Um, I believe what it, I think it was Martin Luther that said, if the world was going to end tomorrow, what he would do is plant a tree. The same, same type of idea, you know. It's the long game, and it's hard work. You know, literally, the conditions for a sequoia seed to germinate they have to be just right, uh, and and many of them don't don't make it. You know, they don't germinate, and there are a couple of ways that this can happen squirrels can chew up the cone and loosen it up or uh, a a certain type of insect. But the main way that sequoia cones release their seeds is by fire. Uh, Wildfires or man-made set fires, uh, controlled burns, I should say. Um, And so that fire releases the seeds that lead to the sequoias. And so, you know, the, the, the fire that's burning the mast is also licking the cone the sequoia cone the sequoia cone is also on my logo dt madness um but yeah plant sequoias it's worth it it's worth it doing the right thing doing good by other people now even if you never ever ever 
reap that reward. If you never, ever, ever see that benefit, it's still worth it. The third component is ripples. You know, the current that I'm talking about, you know, Jerry and Robert Hunter, reach out your hand if your cup is empty, if your cup be empty. If it's full, may it be again. Let it be known there is a fountain that was not built by the hands of men. What a great song. And speaking of ripples, that'll lead to, to, to part two or to, to the second um, symbol or practice. And that's a, that's a bucket of life. Um, you know, part of my madness, at least the, the darker side of it, and I don't necessarily use darker as necessarily bad here, but part of my madness comes from being drawn inward, you know, into my own thoughts into the things that are happening to me or, or really more often not to, to the things that I might, that might happen or that I think could happen. I can really easily play out worst case scenarios and, um, you know, uh, threats, I overestimate threats and that's triggers stress responses. And I know that it happens. I'm, I'm getting better at it. I think, um, you know, some days are better than, than others. Um, I'm still not a big fan of going to the doctor, but whatever. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so, so one of the things that I tried to think about to deal with that, I kind of had a, a revelation, you know, not a new one, um, nothing, nothing new, but it was new for me on that day that, that serving others is the whole thing. It's the whole thing. It's emptying yourself, you know, just like, uh, I guess Paul writes about Jesus in Philippians 2, um, emptying himself, becoming nothing. That's where life is found, I believe, overflowing life. Um, and so we think about the bucket of life, and we made this bucket, and Sydney mod-podged it, although she says mod-podge. Um, but we, we she mod-podged the, the bucket with meaningful quotes. Again, you can see it on the Instagram. Um, Avid Brothers quotes, Marilyn Robinson quotes, some uh, some Wendell Berry's on there. Martin Luther King is on there, and then there's some other stuff too, like uh, uh, Appalachian, which is where my son is going. That there's the there's the little kid that's falling over the edge into the bucket that comes pre-made onto the bucket, and it's saying warning. Uh, she left that open just because she was uh, making sure that my 13 year old didn't fall into the bucket. Little joke, um, lol. But we uh, we did that. We we put quotes all around it and filled it up with water and and put some blue coloring in there. So it's it's blue water, and we leave it out on our front porch. We collected a bunch of pebbles and tiny rocks, and they're in a container beside it. And and each morning when you leave, when we leave, or whenever you feel like it, really, you we pick up a a rock and we drop it in, and it creates ripples. And you know that's a uh, that's us reminding ourselves to that, that what we do matters, um, that our words and actions will impact other people somewhere down the line. And we want to do that for a, as positive. We want to make that as positive as we can. Um, sometimes we drop one in for somebody else, you know, uh, for somebody else in our family, maybe because their hands are full. They've got all their bags going to school, maybe because they just don't quite have the energy that day. A variety of reasons that we could drop one in for for each other. Just like any practice, it can become routine, rote. You know, you just get 
to where you go through the motions, you just drop the pebble in. And so each month at the end of the month, we clean the bucket, we replace the water, we let the pebbles dry in the sun. It's refreshing. It, uh, it helps us to remember why we do what we do. Um, but these, this bucket of life, this dropping these rocks in it, it reminds us that we do impact others that, you know, it helps us focus on our agency, on our role in creating, but also in acknowledging that those, uh, those ripples, um, that we make ripples, but others make them for us and that we make them for each other and that we're all connected in those kinds of ways. You know, um, there's a couple of, of different things that have happened with the bucket of life. One time it was frozen completely over this winter. And I'm not sure what, um, metaphor to draw from that, but, uh, anyway, so that's the, uh, that's the first two, my, my tattoo with those three images. And then, the bucket of life. So now it's a little bit of time for the uh, intermission. I don't have a special special name here for this one today, but just the intermission where I'm going to ask just a couple of questions. I appreciate the, uh, everybody reaching out and answering some of the other ones and, and telling me how you think that the TP method is, is superior and um, what some people said ranch was better than honey mustard. I, I'm not sure about, about that, but you know, everybody likes, likes different things. And so a couple of questions, a couple of questions here at intermission today. One brownies, if you eat brownies, are you, are you a person that eats the edges or do you like the center like gooey part? Because I, I'm an edge guy and I like that crispy crunchy, um, on the outside. So what do you think edges or center for the brownies? This one, next one's kind of weird, but you have to, you have to picture, you have to use your imagination that you're coming around a corner and somebody else is coming around the corner and you don't know, you don't see each other. And so you're coming around the corner and what do you say? What, what is the reaction that you have when you come around the corner and you almost run into somebody else? Because for me, when you come around the corner and they're right there, whoop, is the, is the sound I make, whoop. You know, uh, W-O-O-P, maybe there's no W, maybe the W is silent. Um, that happened to me the other day and the other person made the exact same exclamation, that same whoop. And so I just wonder, is that, is that universal? How, how do we react? How do we react in that situation in different, different cultures and different, um, areas? How, how do you react in that way? What's your, what's your statement? Um, the next one's a little bit more serious and it's going to lead to the next episode. I hope, um, this is a question that my friend Donnie asks. Uh, he asked his, his English class this last year and my son was a part of it. And he asked this question and it led to just a tremendous discussion in our own, um, household. Uh, and, and he actually brought it back up on Instagram the other day and, and asked what we had if we had reconsidered our answers and any of that kind of stuff, but here's the final question. And, and the question is this, what is the most important step? What's the most important step that you can take? You could take that literally. It's more of a metaphorical question. Um, what's the most important step that you can take? Let me know your answer to that one. And, uh, and I'll read some of your responses. I'm going to read some of the responses from, uh, from the post that, that Donnie put up last 
year uh, and some of the ones that we replied to this time. But but tell me what you think your first your your, your most important step is. Um, and you can you can reply at dt underscore madness on Instagram or you can email me at church of six at Gmail. Um, that six is the number. So church of and then the number six church of six at Gmail. You can email me your response to that or you can you can comment on any of these platforms. Um, but let me know what you think the most important step is. And if you have any other questions like that, that spark. um thought in that way. I'd love to feature some of those on next week's podcast. All right, we are uh, rounding the corner here for the final um, symbol or practice of DT Madness. And this one is the foundation tower of stone and this one is under construction as i say it it's making some progress you know i don't think i have fear of abandonment but i do think i have fear of abandoning um that sparks a lot of my madness is worrying about leaving others behind, especially my kids, you know, especially Sarah and the kids. Um, but, uh, so anyway, that, and I remembered, I was thinking about that one day and I don't remember a whole lot of sermons from pastors over the years. I remember a couple, I remember Matt Orth, uh, telling me that he, he was going to lead me through the Shire and to follow him through it. And you won't know what that means, but man, I, I'm pumped up right now thinking about it. Um, I remember one that my friend Tracy, uh, talked about one time when I was going through some stuff, but my friend Eddie, um, Eddie Step preached one one time. I don't even remember the exact context. I think it's Bethel, maybe. But uh, some people in the in the Old Testament or First Testament, they um, built a a, t- a tower of, of stones to re- to remember what had happened in that particular place. Um, and so, yeah, that this kind of dealing with that fear of abandoning and thinking about what our foundations are and how and what things last, you know, even after people pass on, even after not necessarily just, you know, not necessarily through death, but that too, but just move on out of, out of our lives. And so we're collecting stones, some big ones mostly, uh, and building a, building a tower in our backyard. I've got some visions for what it's going to look like in the end. Um, currently, you know, Sydney has painted some of them. She painted some of them last week. And, um, each time you sit, you can reflect on those stones and consider others, you know, consider who who others are that are a foundation for you, um, or sayings, you know, or songs or emotions or whatever. One of the ones that she painted is something that my dad told me and that I tell my kids now, and that's remember who you are. I like to think about that phrase with each syllable or each word kind of, uh, emphasized so remember who you are and so if you you know if you emphasize each one of those words as you go i think it it brings about a different thought process it's been really important to me no matter what is a thing that i've said to the kids again probably it 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 arose from some fear but uh i want them to know that i love them i want them to know that i'm here 
doesn't matter what they do. You know, it doesn't matter. Uh, they, they can't do anything to make me love them more or less or any of those kinds of things that it doesn't, you know, there's no matter what that I'm, we're here for them. Um, there's one that she painted that says existence, which is a reference to a Marilyn Robinson quote that we love, but it, she painted like this Adam that I got each of my family members and Adam when I was going through some of these health things that I was talking about a little bit ago. And I don't know much about quantum physics, but I did read one time that the quantum physicist, I, what was it? I can't remember. Quarks, maybe. Anyway, I really don't know what I'm talking about here, except for the fact that they they discovered that these things can be in two places at the same time. Um, and that's in the physical world, although I guess the quantum physical world. And, and so, you know, we really are that connected. You know, we really are eternally connected, perhaps. And uh, so anyway, that's one of the ones that's on there. Surrender to the flow with the lizard, which the lizard certainly could have made. Uh, this symbols list, but surrender to the flow is on there. Another fish lyric, but it still is under construction, you know, literally and metaphorically. Today, in fact, just this afternoon, I was thinking about the rocks that that crumble, that chip away, and wondering what role they play in the foundation. And uh, you know, because these these rocks, they aren't eternal. These these foundation stones aren't eternal. They are lasting, and yet, you know, maybe even the parts that crumble. Even the parts that chip away, maybe they are forever. You know, what if those parts it, 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 that chip away? You know, in one respect, I'm thinking about a person that is foundational, and and if you're if you're contemplating a person that was foundational for you, then certainly that that person isn't perfect, and so there are some of those parts that you would want to chip away that don't necessarily um, serve as your as your foundation, but then you know. Quickly, because I think about myself, I mean, God knows if I serve as a foundation for my kids or for you or for anybody, I mean, I'm riddled with flaws, deep and wide, you know? And so those parts, I hope, will be chipped away, I guess. But but maybe the chips and those pieces of the rock that break away, maybe maybe those weaknesses are just as foundational as the solid stone that sticks around. Maybe they are anyway, but I, I think especially if, if those weaknesses are acknowledged, you know, and wrestled with transparently, even that it that it helps us, it helps draw us all in, you know, like we begin to understand that we are all in this together, that we're not alone. Um, we're all dealing with so much of the same thing, but we're just unwilling to to share that struggle with each other for whatever reason. At least that's been my experience. But yeah, the foundation. Uh, Tower of Stone, the FTOS, is still under construction. So we'll see how it evolves. Um, let me know what you think. Yeah, uh, rate these podcasts. You can get them on Apple Podcasts. Doesn't seem like too many people get them from there. A lot of folks on Spotify, uh, people following on the Podbean. Um, you can get it through Google, some of the people uh, that are listening. It, it's over 150 even before this uh, so averaging somewhere around 50 listeners, um, and that's really fantastic. It makes me very glad to be able to connect with you in this way. I appreciate all the encouragement that, that has come through Instagram, you know, uh, through email, through through text message for those of y'all who have my number. But, you know, email me churchofsix, the number six, churchofsix at gmail 
com or um, find me on Instagram, DT underscore madness, and give me a follow. I'll follow you back and let me know what you think about those questions. The edges of the brownies, you know, how do you respond to somebody when you come around the corner? And then m- most importantly, what's what's the most important step? Let me know what you think about that so that I can um, read what you think next time. So I'll leave you with this quote, one more from, from Fish. Dripping in this strange design, none is yours and far less mine. Hold the wheel, read the sign, keep the tires off the line. Just relax, you're doing fine. Swimming in this real thing I call life. Can I bring a few companions on this ride? Episode 4 has been brought to you by the Church of Six, by the Bucket of Life, and by the Foundation Tower of Stone. Y'all check out DT Madness, DT underscore Madness on Instagram, and check out the song that my daughter wrote based on the Foundation Tower of Stone. You won't get it all because you don't live here, but you'll get it. Until next time, peace my friends. Thank you.